What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Bookworm Podcast. How are ya? How's it going? I tell you what, I know if you're in Melbourne, it's most likely shithouse. Man, I saw a news article about the tradies revolting against the government, and the cover photo was a bloke getting smacked in the head by a megaphone. That is hilarious. Imagine getting smacked in the head with a megaphone with the finger still on the button. Getting smacked in the head is one thing, but getting smacked in the head with high-definition surround sound? That's something else. You're really letting the world know that if any motherfuckers revolting against this here government, you're going to cop it with high-definition surround sound. Well, I hope you're listening to this episode with some high-definition surround sound because today we're continuing where we left off with Modern Man in Search of a Soul by Dr. Carl Jung, who is the founder of Analytical Psychology. Shit, man. The founder. What a thing to find. This man founded the scientific analysis of the mind, whilst the most amazing thing I found was 70 bucks in a pile of rubbish at a construction site. I remember the bloke next to me was like, yeah, you can you can get us all beers, bro. And you know what I said? No. I'm going to put this money to something useful like uh, large chips at Macca's. The rest, well, that's going to my investment portfolio. The investment portfolio of a super fuel salad and a seriously large chips from Nando's. But anyways, let's get straight into the book. As usual, when you hear my voice in reverb, that means I'm reading a passage from the book. Uh, If you guys want to get the book yourselves, the book is titled Modern Man in Search of a Soul by Dr. Carl Jung. The book is a lot deeper than what I read, so if you want a better understanding of the human mind, go cop the book. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. The physician must overcome these resistances in himself, for who can educate others while himself uneducated? Who can enlighten his fellows while still in the dark about himself? And who can purify if he is himself unclean? Why don't you go and purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? (laughs) I feel like that all the time, man. It's generally when I'm not living up to whatever I say that makes me feel like I'm not that type of person to listen to. You get what I mean? I can be like, yo, man, diet is everything, bro. Go plant-based, whole foods, man. Oh, eat grains and eat just plant-based, not genetically modified. But an hour before that, I ate a bacon and egg roll. I could be like, yeah, man, you got to fix that relationship, bro. Just, Just do that shit, man. But just yesterday, I got into an argument with the missus about chores. Don't listen to me all the time, guys, because I fuck up all the time. The more I live up to my own expectations, the more I feel confident talking on this platform. If I'm really reading books every day, then I feel that I have the right to talk about books and their ideas. If I really want to push healthy living, then I have to be training my body and eating healthily every day. If I really want to push good music, I'm going to have to always be on the lookout for new music. If I really want to push being a good partner, I better get out of my way and work on my relationship when it needs to be worked on. If I really want to push being gay, I've got to keep looking for boys to kiss on the lips every single day. 
Huh? According to our best knowledge about them, complexes are psychic contents which are outside the control of the conscious mind. They have been split off from consciousness and lead a separate existence in the unconscious, being at all times ready to hinder or to reinforce conscious intentions. So what I believe that uh, Mr. Jung is conveying here is that uh, complexes, whether it be the God complex, the superiority complex, inferiority complex, etc., they all arise from the unconscious mind and have direct influence on the conscious mind. Okay, so as an example, these are influences in your conscious reality that the unconscious control, and you don't even know it. Okay, so think of a redneck white fella that grew up in the southern parts of America and has some kind of connection with the KKK. Growing up, he was probably fed all this negative stuff about other races which made him a racist. All blacks, all they got big noses, all they know how to do is 360 between the leg dunk and eat watermelon and chicken and... It became part of the unconscious side of his mind and controlled everything in his consciousness. He didn't deal with this shadow, so it made this individual racist towards other races. With your Chinese, with all your Chang, a Chang, Chong, Chang, I can't understand you. Go back to your country, white power. You ever meet like certain women that are incredibly sexually rampant? I almost guarantee you that in their past, they either got abu sexually abused or they got their heart broken by some guy and never productively dealt with that part of their unconscious shadow. One aspect of their sexuality is that they believe all men are trash when that's not really the case. These women were hurt by one man and blame an entire gender for their heartache. And generally, if they believe all men are trash from multiple experiences, maybe you just need to have better preferences for your search engine, you spastic. Maybe you should go for an educated man with good morals instead of a guy that podcasts for a living and has neck tattoos. Wait, I think that's me. Experiences show us that complexes are infinitely varied, yet careful comparison reveals a relatively small number of typical primary patterns all of which have their origins in the first experiences of childhood. So this gives us a more vivid understanding as to how our childhood plays such a vital role in how we grow up. As an example, well, as sad as it sounds, maybe my need to be heard so much is from being the youngest of seven children. And I lived in a pretty loud household, so your ass had to scream if you wanted to get something across. Maybe my want for attention could be from dealing with child neglect as a kid. I don't know, man, but as you grow up, you begin to uncover a lot of things that you probably never thought of from your childhood that controls who you are now. See, as stated before, I'm the youngest of seven children. It's always known that generally the youngest child gets away with the most and gets the least discipline. I mean, shit, my siblings used to cop it. But for me, I'd do crazy shit like smash dishes when I wanted to. I'd swear from the top of my lungs and I'd get away with all of it. I honestly think it's why I still have a bratty and rebellious personality right now. 
Whatever is given to us by the past is adapted to the possibilities and the demands of the future. We limit ourselves to the attainable, and this means the renunciation of all other potentialities. One man loses a valuable piece of his past, another a valuable piece of his future. Everyone can call to mind friends of schoolmates who were promising and idealistic youngsters, but who, when met with years later, seem to have grown dry and cramped in a narrow mold. I don't know about you guys, but I realized a lot of people from my high school ended up real fat. It's like PE was the only thing that was keeping their health together. With me, I'm still fucking running circles like a motherfucker. But I definitely do wonder how some school how how some schoolmates went after school in all honesty. I see some on Facebook having kids, buying houses and all that other adult shit, but I do wonder where certain others have gone. Have they changed for the better? Are they lame now? I personally left to Canberra a year after high school ended, so I lost touch with just about everyone. But I do wonder how they're all going. Hey man, if you're out there listening to this podcast, people from St. John's or Heather Hill, I hope you're doing well, man. Unless you're talking shit about me. If you're talking shit about me, then fuck you. This is why all great religions hold the promise of a life beyond. It makes it possible for mortal man to live the second half of life with as much perseverance and aim as the first. For the man of today, the enlargement of life and its culmination are plausible goals, but the idea of life after death seems to him questionable or beyond belief. I'd always believe that whoever I am now will definitely have an impact on what happens to me after death. If I'm an asshole with this life I have here on earth, who knows? I may end up having to live as an actual asshole after I die. Not like a figurative asshole, like an actual anus. Could you imagine living as an anus? Imagine being the anus of a guy that eats butter chicken every day. What a life to live. But nah, in all seriousness... A big part of why I do this podcast is to have a positive impact on the individuals that listen. I genuinely do aspire to help others because my motto in life has always been to be a servant of God and His people. Hmm. I feel like that if I live an honest life with integrity and if I treat people I meet with kindness, God will be more than happy to take me through the gates of heaven. If I don't act deceitful or gossip about others, maybe my life after death would be like a cool-ass great horned owl or something. Maybe that's what my heaven would be. I'd get to see what happens at night and just chill out in the daytime looking all angry and shit. Whenever someone acts like a cunt to me, I always believe that in some way, shape or form, God is treating that individual appropriately. It may not be in this lifetime, but in the next, man, who knows? That bloke might end up coming back as a dung beetle or some shit, just pushing shit all day. I have observed that a directed life is in general better, richer and healthier than an aimless one, and that is better to go forwards with the stream of time than backwards against it. Live life like you're the main character of a video game or you're the hero of your own movie, man. You know how shit a video game would be if there was no missions or objectives? Imagine Zelda with no missions. 
He'll just be some fucking white kid with a dope-ass sword. No, but seriously, the aims in your video game could be, say, a promotion at work or saving to a certain amount of money to pay something off or buy something cool. You could have fitness aims to run non-stop for a certain amount of minutes or avoid eating a certain unhealthy food you're inclined to eat every single day. Biscuits or some shit. I know that's my vice, but one of my aims as an example is to still have a reasonable amount of money in my account after I get my neck tattoo. What's the cool reward like in a video game? I'd have a fucking dope-ass wings on the side of my neck. How cool is that? I've got other aims that are much less materialistic than that, but you get what I mean, right? Live life like a video game. It makes life that much more interesting. Childhood and old age are the stages of life without any conscious problems, for which reason I have not taken them into consideration here. That sounds about right. Old people and children don't give a fuck. Old people have already dealt with the various stages of life to really care about anything, and children haven't really experienced much to understand a conscious problem. I remember jumping off the bus once and seeing this old man walking right. This bloke stopped walking and ripped one of the biggest farts I ever heard in my life. He gave he gave absolutely no fucks about anyone who saw him or who was around him. And I tell you what, I laughed at that fart for a solid half hour straight. That man had to stop walking mid-stride to prepare himself for a huge fart. To him, life's probably too short to hold in farts. And kids don't give a fuck either. I don't think they can conceptualize the idea of, I'm tired. Shit, I get the kids riled up for five minutes and they do not want to stop for the next hour. That's what's good about being fit though. I have a coworker that brings their kids in and I tire them out. They tell me they have no problems putting them to bed because I try to outspaz kids whenever I'm around them. Our way of seeing things is conditioned by what we are. Couldn't agree more with that, man. It's the same reason as to why there's vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. It's the same reason as to why people believe in communism and some believe in capitalism. It's the same reason as to why some people love Kanye West and love his art and some people hate Kanye. We generally see things through the lens of our own perspective and we fail to recognize that there are other individuals with their own situations and their own outlooks on life. Guarantee you, I could say to a bloke at my workplace that I love Kanye West music because I was brought up on it. But if you ask a bloke at my workplace thoughts on it, that bloke's a fucking wanker. On the contrary, every civilized human being, whatever his conscious development, is still an archaic man at the deeper levels of his psyche. At the end of the day, us humans are really just a bunch of conscious monkeys on a spinning ball in outer space, man. We still have the instinctive archaic trait of wanting to mate with attractive looking individuals. We still, we still have the instinctive archaic trait to create homes for ourselves and make it as hospitable as possible. We still have the instinctive archaic trait to excel in a given field to be that gorilla beating his chest at the top of the hierarchy. We still have the instinctive trait to be tribal. I mean... Look at how we're divided by culture based on nationality. Look at how we're divided through left and right-wing politics. 
Look at how we're divided through vaccinations and anti-vaccinations. As much as we may think we're clever, educated individuals, at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of fucking monkeys that think we're smart. We're all still animals at the end of the day. I understand that was a pretty negative note to end this episode on, but hey man, I just thought of this. As much as we may think that the world is going crazy right now, maybe it's always been crazy. When I was five years old, all I really cared about was Pokemon and the hamster dance song, but there was probably a lot of problems going on around the world that I had no idea about during that time. I think 9-11 happened around that time. I had no idea what was going on. Remember, we're a world that witnessed the Holocaust with millions of lives taken and treated as cattle. We're a world that witnessed the rape of Nanking that took an estimated 400,000 lives. We're a world that witnessed the Black Plague where millions of people were literally dying by means of dehydration through vomiting and diarrhea in the middle of the streets. I think compared to all of that, we're going to be alright, man. But thank you all for listening to the Bookworm Podcast and God bless.